there's things that obviously gonna have to come from him and it's it's gonna come in a way where you know it's him yes where like you can't deny like god show me that so like so when you look back at your life you don't say oh it's because this person came oh it's because no it's because god brought that person yes. because god spoke to me in that way and god spoke to me in this way and, and whatever other way you will always look back at your life and say thank god and not anything else because th i mean that's the relationship we want uh -huh. is that i want god to show me these things and he wants and trust me he wants to probably more than you do right now yeah yeah to, he, to give you those great things that he has planned and i'm telling you your life will just be you will constantly have that testimony of god showed up god did this god did that mm -hmm. and you will never you will never even think to look at yourself because god knows that we it wasn't you in yeah, the first place it wasn't i'm telling you it's all about him what's going on everybody welcome to the certain destiny podcast this is daniel schreiner and today i'm joined with a very special guest jared fernandez man how you doing i'm, re I'm really good bro <laughs> really good right now i'm excited about this oh, this is so cool it's gonna take me a minute to get over the fact that <laughs> i'm doing a podcast with you right now Absolutely. It, it happens it happens bro, bro. It, yeah so real quick just to address the elephant in the room dante is not here so uh, last episode, Dante came up to my college and we recorded in where we are right now in the same exact room at Liberty University. Thank you, 90.9 The Light, for allowing us to use your studios um, and to record this episode. So yeah, we're back here, but uh, I asked Dante afterwards, I was like, hey bro, there's a lot of awesome people here that I would really love to have, you know, give the opportunity for them to share what honestly they just share with with me personally and to allow them to talk on the podcast would you be okay if i branched out and and did some episodes with people here if you weren't here and he said absolutely bro go for it so that's what we're doing today but yeah for for a little bit it might be some episodes with me and a special guest or honestly he he also said that he might do an episode with somebody and, and we'll put it out so uh Shout out to Dante. Thanks for thanks for allowing me to to have other people on, even if he's not here. So I really appreciate that. Um, today's episode is going to be really good. I'm really excited about this one because uh, I feel like God's taught me a lot of things, and especially through Jared. So let me let me give Jared a, a proper introduction for everybody. Man, I don't know how to do this man justice. <laughs> I really don't like and and not not to just be dramatic or to like hype him up for for nothing but genuinely this this guy is one of my first friends I made at college and uh, just to see our friendship has grown and to to really get to know him more bro he has he's just been there for me through everything um and been somebody who always points me towards Christ every single time every single time it, it feels like god uses him to speak through through him to me so um yeah i i just it's it's really important that we got to have this man on here he's definitely a a, a wonderful amazing friend reliable friend, and most importantly a man of god and that's honestly what we kind of wanted to talk about today was just what it means to and what it looks like to have this walk of being spirit-led, spirit-filled, and to know God and be in relationship with Him and to let that play out into how you live. So, so yeah, bro. Um, Jared, I don't, we're just, we really don't have any, uh, any notes, but just what, 
what do you feel led to talk about? Like, where do you where do you want to start with this? Yeah. Well, first, first, I want to thank you for asking me to do this. This of course, is sick. Bro. Had like to I happen. Said, Had to happen. Take me a minute to get over the fact that we're doing this, but also just to see how much you've grown. Like I said, yeah. Even talking to my dad, I was like, I always when I describe you because he doesn't know names. So I'm like, Daniel, the one who I said has a great heart and loves God. Oh, and wants wow. to, That's literally how I describe you because I remember talking to you like the first couple of times and you just, you really wanted it. You really want the real thing. And I love that and admire that so much. And, and so does God. So does God. And that's, I guess we could start there. Okay. Uh, maybe. I don't The <laughs> desire. That is where yeah. it starts. That is where it starts. Yeah. Um, that desire, like where I really first saw that in my own life and just wanting God and loving God. It was at a young age. It was about seven or eight. Um, I think seven where it just, and again, I'm gonna, probably going to bring up my dad a lot. Okay. I mean, I've talked to, you know, oh, how yeah. much I talked about him and oh, just yes. how much he's a role model. And I mean, just, wow, he's, I love him so much and he's probably going to listen to this. So I love you, dad, <laughs> if you're listening. Shout out to Mr. Probably, Fernandez. Yeah, he probably is. But yeah, he just told me when, one day when I was young, he's like, you know, you know, you could hear God, right? And I'm like, really? I was like, how? Like, how do you hear God? And this isn't an audible voice. Just want to clarify. It's just more of like that, those thoughts in your head that aren't yours. And you know that. And it's just like that undeniable, like, God is trying to reach me right now. God is trying to talk to me. And I was like, God, you know, all right, tell me how. He goes, just, just wait. Just sit there and wait for him to speak. And um, so I went and I did that. I was like, okay, God. Like, no, he said, ask. He said to go ask God. Hmm. He didn't say what he said, ask. I mean, waiting became part of the process. I came to know very quickly. Okay. But he said, go ask God. So I'm like, all right, God, speak to me. And I just remember sitting there and I'm like looking. I, for some reason, I had um, VeggieTales DVD cover <laughs> and I just opened it for some reason. It was the Gideon one. I don't know why. Uh -huh. That's a detail my family always hears and remembers. And I just was staring at it and I was like, all right, God, talk. And then nothing. I'm like, God, speak to me. Come on, you know, nothing. And then now I'm getting mad. So I, I go up to my room <laughs> and I start throwing a fit. Really? And I just, yeah, have I told you? Oh, no. Oh, wow. Yeah, I start throwing a fit. I'm throwing things. I'm hitting my bed. I'm, I'm like, I mean, like throwing a fit. But I just wanted to hear him that bad. Mm. I was like, God, speak to me, speak to me. Why won't you speak to me? I, I was screaming, wow. just wanting to hear his voice. And uh, so that happens and months go by and uh, we're in Pennsylvania visiting family. And it's Sunday and my dad goes, do you want to go to church? And I was like, ah, I don't know. And, you know. and then he goes, well, go ask God. So I was like, okay. So I go and I pray, and for the first time ever, I hear God, you know, the Holy Spirit, just go to church. Mm. And I was like, all right, like right, I'm going to go. So I go and I walk to my dad, and I'm like, Dad, God told me to go to church. And he was like, yeah, okay. And um, he told me this a lot later, but he said when I first said that to him, he didn't believe me. Hmm. So what happened was my dad got in the shower, and while he was taking a shower, God spoke to him and said, I spoke to your son. And that's when we knew, like he knew it really was like something happened mm -hmm. there and wasn't just like me thinking whatever an eight-year-old, you know, I'm seven yeah. or eight at the time. So it's like, I, you know, who knows? Yeah. Exactly. But God gave him that assurance. Kids make stuff up. Yeah. Yes. All the time. And yeah, but that to say it's, it was that desire, that burning passion to want him. And, you know, I thank God for it because I was young. So there was, I guess you could say nothing in my way where it was like, there, I had no girlfriend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wasn't like, playing, you know, basketball seriously. Like, there was nothing, like, there was no real desires um, in me more than that one. Mm -hmm. 
So like, like life haven't hadn't yes. gotten heavy. Yeah, like I'm not in the real world yet. Like mm-hmm. I'm seven. My biggest problem is you know my little brother wants to fight, <laughs> or like I want to fight. We're picking fights with each other. Even though life wasn't heavy at that time, yeah. that didn't allow you to. That didn't. That wasn't just an excuse to be stagnant. Like yeah. the a lot of times, you know, uncomfortability produces growth, and mm-hmm. a hard situation will really bring out something and and will teach you something, but. Even yeah. though you might not have had some kind of adversity, you still yeah. grew in the way that you probably yeah, would have. Way, that- yeah, like the way God can grow an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's only so much. Like it, it was cool seeing like the development of whatever mm-hmm. little verse here, and then you know you see that kind of grow. But and that was that's really a testimony of God's grace and God's goodness. Because I didn't put that desire in me, and yeah. it, it was just like I didn't do anything to necessarily want that. It was just, I like, just thank God is all I can do for it. Yeah. Is all I can do. Yeah, just all glory to him for that. Just for that being a part of my testimony and him listening to me. Right. Listening to someone cry out to him. And that's the thing. We, um, When we do cry out to him like that, he hears that. He, re- he really does hear that. And he's after our hearts. And, um, yeah, so it's just, it's so special to to be able to hear God at all. Yeah. And that is such a big part of this walk. And it's something that we have the ability to do as Christians. And yeah, so like you can't create a desire in yourself. Yeah. That doesn't happen. It's just there. That's the uh-huh. be- That's the most natural way to explain it. A desire yeah. is just, it's just yeah. a want. And I mean, honestly, I have said in the past, like I want to want this more. I want to be yeah. more hungry. Exactly. But even that want for a want is not, like you can't make a want for a what for a what. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> no, a, it's like it, a weird yeah. regression kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but desires Definitely. just they just are, yeah. I guess. And in order to to desire something good like that. Yeah, that's just God. That is his grace, yes. Yeah, it is. And that's that's the testimony. Mm-hmm. Is is him. It's that it's all about him. And like you said, there is that there comes there's always a point where it's like you're not gonna want it. You're not always gonna you're not always going to feel that fire mm-hmm. where it's like everything's going great. I'm hearing him so clear and this, I mean, of course just that happens. Like that's, that's walking with God, but it's not always like that. And there, there always, there always came a decision where it was like, what are you going to choose? And that's always where we're going to end up as mm-hmm. Christians. We're always going to get to the point, like, you know, what you, what you're going through right now. It's like, do I want God or this thing? We're always like, you know, I was eight years old, so nothing was in the way, but things got in my way. Because mm-hmm. then I, I was, you start getting into the real world, you start seeing like, okay, there's girls, there's this, there's that, there's other ways to cope. I have a phone, like that's mm-hmm. a big thing too, of course. And God always brought me back and he always will bring us back to that point where it's like, do you want me or the world? Mm-hmm. And if we're in a place where like right now the world seems really more attractive, then yeah, pray, pray and pray and pray and ask God to kind of peel that desire but it also comes with like action we have to choose god we have to kind of choose to just sit in his presence regardless of how we're feeling you have because you can't yes yeah you can't we can't wait until we feel until we want we want god to spend time with him Mm. or we can't wait till we feel like sitting with god to go and sit with him Mm -hmm. there there has to be like a a drive that just comes from i i love you god Mm -hmm. i know you're good for me so I'll be here instead of at this party. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm going to be alone on a Saturday night, I'd rather be alone and 
feel nothing right now and know that your mercy will come in the morning. Yeah. And I know that you're going to do what you said that you're going to do. I know you will give me the love that you want to give me because he wants to give us all these things. But if he just handed us everything that we wanted, like if we, let's say for me right now, I'm going through love because I've, I've been in relationships and I've felt love and in nice ways on this earth, you know, with people and it's cool and everything. But I've also experienced it in negative ways, the way the world kind of perceives love. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, God, I want yours more than the world's. Mm-hmm. See, but when you say that, that, there's a process that you're getting yourself into. So you could say that, right? We all, because we all want that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of Christians, of course, who want that. I want God's love. You want God's love. Like yeah. we all want that love. Uh, but I don't think it comes necessarily easy. Because that means we have to put down the world's love. You get what I'm saying? Interesting. You have to put down one in order to get the other. So if you want God's love, you're going to have to stop watching porn. Mm -hmm. And again, that's not something like in your own strength to to do. Well, Um, another thing, just to kind of clarify, like, it's not that you have to do anything to earn God's love. No. And that's no. that's not what you're saying. And oh, I feel yes. like thank you that, for saying that. Yeah, no, no, no I know no. you're not saying not that. I just want to make yeah. sure people know that no. you're not saying that no, because no. that could easily sound like if you want God to love you, you have to choose his no. love first or something. Yeah. But it's the thing is that can't really happen because mm-hmm. he loved us first. Yes. And the only reason we can even love him or like the main reason that drives that is responding to his love. Yeah. That should be the main reason is, oh my gosh, he has this love for me. And so that's yeah. naturally the response yeah. that, that should come is like, wow, if somebody else, like if somebody in this world loved me, if my mom or, or dad mm-hmm. loved me as much as God did and I just treated them how I did God, like that would hurt them. And mm-hmm. Honestly, that's just a question I feel like we need to be way more conscious of is like with considering how much God loves us, the things that we're doing, like, does that hurt him? Mm -hmm. How much are we hurting him? Like, this is an active relationship. This is, this is a, it's hard to, to navigate because it's not a physical person that you're, you know, interacting with in, in, in the same way you would with like a person, Mm -hmm. but it's just as real and it's just as many things that you have to consider in this relationship with him. It's, it should be your most intimate relationship. And so your thoughts, like if you were and and honestly, like this is something you taught me, but like God gave us marriage as an analogy for our relationship to him. And that's like, if you want to go into that, yeah, please. It's about a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and then I'll, and I have something to say about that, but okay. I want you to definitely explain. Yeah, because I want to think back to what you were saying before, like kind of just clarifying earning God's love. That's definitely not what this is. It's more of, it's our own thing, is what I'm saying. It's our decision. Do we want God's love or not? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying... Experiencing yes, it. Yes. Yeah. It's not like, because it's there for us. We have, we're, we're, you know, you accept God, you you have it. Okay. Um. Yeah, and he always wants to give that. That's definitely not at all what I was trying to say. And I know you know that. So thank you mm-hmm. for clarifying but it's, I'm, what I'm saying is that it's your decision what you truly want to walk in. Yes. Because you can say all you want, I want God's love. But if you're saying that and then doing whatever you want, you know, if you love him, you obey his commandments. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's that just is, things like mm-hmm. that where it's like, it's, it's, there's a part where it's, yeah, it's your choice. Do you want to experience and grow deeper in his love is really the better way to put it because... Yeah, so look what you're saying. So like Songs of Solomon is kind of what 
something that I was reading. I'm trying to understand. I know people were kind of thinking, I was talking to several people, and it's like, oh, it's weird. It's like very intimate between a man and a woman. I'm like, yeah, but that's the only way God can show us how intimate he wants to be with us. Mm-hmm. Not it's, in a, it's like obviously yeah, not in a sexual yeah, way. We're, yeah, yeah, needless to say. Yes. But it's just that idea like, like marriage is the greatest, probably the deepest kind of love we could experience on this earth because there's an intimacy that only marriage is supposed to go to, and that's that sexual bond. That bond is the deepest bond you can have on this earth. Mm-hmm. So with reading through Songs of Solomon, Song of Solomon, it was kind of like, and I haven't got, listen, it hasn't been like this great epiphany, and I don't like know mm-hmm. <laughs> everything, and I'm, I'm trying to understand it here and there. Again, I haven't gotten too deep into it, but even the little things I have, it's like, wow, like that that's an amazing kind of love. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's not the only interpretation of Song of Solomon. Like you have Christ to the church, God to Israel, and of course the actual thing that's happening there, it's Solomon to the uh, Shulamite, I believe. It mm-hmm. is the Shulamite woman. Yeah, I kind of want to go back to that thing I was saying before with yeah. you got to put one down to get yes, the please. other. Yes, yeah, go there. Because it was because that's really that that's the ultimate thing. It's it's your choice whether you which one you're going to decide. But what again, it, it's a battle to get God. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just is because what God has for you is the opposite of what your flesh desires. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what your flesh desires. Like I want love, but your flesh wants to get it in a way that God's not going to give it. Yes. So that's why you have to, yeah. you're fighting your flesh in that sense where it's like, you, you have to put it down. You have to fight against it. Yes. So I was in a relationship uh, before coming in freshman year. And that breakup was really hard. We were together for like almost two years, whatever. Mm. And, um, and there was a point like we broke up and then there was kind of a point where we went, we, were, we reconnected. Like this whole thing happened. It was really like amazing. And it was very much so a God thing. And we both knew that. So yes. we reconnected. It was, like I said, very much so a God thing. But I knew that God didn't want us to get back together. And that, that was hard, obviously. Like I really cared for her. And it's like, God, like you brought us back into each other's lives. But it was just, I guess, for a season. And that's fine. That's, that's what God, that's what his plan was. But again, it was like that decision because I, I had the choice because we, uh, you know, we both like each other and whatever, both interested. I had the choice. I could have went with her again and I could have tried it out, uh, but it just wasn't what God wanted. Mm. And it was like, I had to ask myself, what do I want more? Do I want what God has for me or do I want this? Because the thing is, she, she made me feel really good. Like she really, really cared about me. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was hard for me to walk away from. But it, like I said, it's that choice. What do you want more? Mm-hmm. Do you want what God has for you? Do you want the love that he's... Because the thing is, if I went and I ran off with her, God wouldn't have been in that. Yeah. So I wouldn't have been able to receive his love. See, it's not that he didn't want to give it. It's that I was choosing something else. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you tie God's hands. It's it's not him. It's us. It's so, like... It's, it's like... Like you said, he has all of the love there ever it could be to, yes. to give to you. But if you're not walking yes, in his love, exactly. then you're not walking in his love, plain, plain yeah. and simple. You can't blame him when the relationship ends and now you're heartbroken. Mm-hmm. What did you think was going to happen? Mm-hmm. You just, you just <laughs> ran away from what God had for you, and now you're trying to fulfill that emptiness or whatever it is somewhere else. And if God really does love you, he'd put that to an end. Mm-hmm. If he really is your Lord and Savior, he would keep you from that. And he would, it would hurt. And he doesn't like to do that. It's not like he's, you know, oh, now I'm going to 
destroy you. It's like, it breaks his heart. You, we broke his heart when we first left him. Now it's like, mm-hmm. God, I'm choosing a woman over you. So that hurts him. And then now he has to stop that thing. And that hurts him too. Because yeah. it's like, now, now I have to see my son go through this whole thing. And I have to see my son get heartbroken. But I just really wanted to give him my love first. Yeah. And it's like, he didn't have to go through that if he had just chosen me. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, it's not him. It's not him saying, you don't deserve my love. It's us saying, we don't want it. Exactly. That's really what happens. And it's also, I feel like, worth mentioning that in the instant that you do choose him over the thing, you might not get that reward right then. You might not feel that super, like, amazing fulfillment and that reward of, yes, this is the right path. Like, I I feel so great about choosing this instead of the other thing, you know? Like, it might not come right then. And I think we were kind of talking recently, like, Part of the reason for that may be because you need to see that you can choose the right thing mm-hmm. to choose the right thing. Yeah, yeah. For God, because you love God. Yes. yes. Because out of that discipline. Yeah. Without it being a transactional kind yes, of thing. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm going. Yes. That's good. That's good. And that's the what's what the we were talking about like scriptures. I read this to you, Philippians three, mm-hmm. and just like the perspective that Paul had. And um, so in this chapter, in the beginning of this chapter, Paul was like basically flexing. He was kind of just saying everything <laughs> that he is like, you know, let me see. He said, I might have confidence in the flesh. He said, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness, which is in the law blameless. And then, he's, and then he goes on to say, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. So he was like the top dog, whatever. Like top he dog. was like the man, yeah. the top dog. <laughs> he, he's like the man according to the world, according to the law, according to what righteousness meant by the law. According to all the worldly standards, he checked exactly. all the boxes. Yeah, he was it. And he was saying, but all that, but what things were gained to me, these I've counted lost for Christ. Those things meant nothing to him. For Christ, and, and then I like how he said it later. Oh, it was literally right, now, right after. So he says, "What things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ." And he goes, "But indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord." So not only, not only the things that he has is like that's nothing to me, but anything that the world can give is nothing to me compared to just the knowledge mm-hmm. of Christ. The knowledge isn't is, that is. Don't some translations also say like just to know, like yeah, know Christ personally? Yeah, just to know. I was just yes. I was mm-hmm. just going to say that just to like, just to be in relationship with him, just mm-hmm. to have him in any way, just the knowledge of him, just to understand him, just to grow more in him. That to me is worth more than anything in this world can give. And that's where our hearts need to get. That's mm-hmm. the place where it's, I'll put anything down. None of this means more than what it can mean to be a son of God. Yeah. And when we get to that place, man, that's, that's where we want to be always. And that's where we want to, we always need to reorient ourselves to just keep our heart focused on Jesus and what he wants for us and the, the good things, all good things that he wants to give. Do you have something? Yeah, yeah. I, I just think like we were talking and honestly a thought that was going through my mind was, man, to walk this walk kind of means like in in a lot of people's eyes, you'll be a loser. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're, you're not going to go out tonight. Yeah. You're all right. Have fun with that. Have mm-hmm. fun sitting in your room, yeah, doing nothing while we're out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but that's and that's the exact thing is what Paul is saying. 
But all of that is lost to me. Yes, exactly. Compared to just knowing him, compared to just sitting down and praising him, I, I, that there's nothing that beats that. You know that song, mm-hmm. "Graves to Gardens." Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than you. You know. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's everything is. It's all. He would he say? It's rubbish. He said, "I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ." And that's the other thing, you suffer. Sid, for whom I've suffered the loss of all things. Yeah, you suffered the loss. Honestly, I think that's where kind of the the rubber meets the road, if you will, of yeah. your desire for him. Because if you don't want him, this won't really be a reward in mm-hmm. your eye. You know, like yeah, if yeah. you don't actually desire that and you haven't made him the prize, mm-hmm then when you you get the prize and and you do sacrifice and you suffer the loss of a worldly thing to in hopes of like i don't know getting closer to him but you don't actually desire him mm-hmm. and which i don't know how you would make that sacrifice if you don't yeah, but, exactly yeah but like exactly. let's just say you know like you're not you're not going to experience that and it won't be worth it to you and you won't even make that sacrifice in the yes. first place if your heart's not you there don't see yes so it's like something, this walk, it, it, it's, and this has been such a common theme in almost every conversation that I've had recently is just how little it has to do with you mm-hmm. and how also how much it has to do with you at the same time. Mm-hmm. So many parts yeah. of this Christian faith is a balance and it's, it's, a, it's a middle, it's like these two concepts seem conflicting but they are true at the same time and there are so many instances of that in the christian faith that i can think of and this is just another one of them like yeah. it's completely god's work in you it mm-hmm. is completely god's yeah. work in you but like the, you were yeah, saying the will to do it and the the strength to do it comes from him yes so yeah go ahead. It, it, he gives you the will and strength yes the the action to do that is something you can do yeah, with his strength. With his strength. Yeah. It's not something that you, like God doesn't force you to do anything. Mm-hmm. He doesn't force you to do anything. But it's it comes down to making those sacrifices. Because yeah. you were saying before, like like being losers to the world. And that's something I've, I've been thinking about. God's been showing me too, just about being unashamed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you say middle school and high school, that's kind of the a lot of the audience here. So it's like, Start now with being unashamed of that because people want what you have. I'm going to say that again. People want what you have. Everybody, whatever their story is, no matter what kind of background they come from, everybody wants to be loved. And I was just talking to my SRS. He was saying, well, I was saying, um, if you, if people are asking you to go do something, right, and, and you have the ability to say no, See, only only people with the spirit of God have the ability have power over the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only Repeat only that, pe- bro. Yeah. Only people with <laughs> the spirit of God have authority over the world. Why? Because when Jesus died and rose again, He defeated this world and everything in it. Because He defeated the worst thing that this world can do to you, and that's end your life. Mm-hmm. And God and Jesus defeated even that thing. So you can imagine you have definitely have authority over pretty much everything else, including that. I like how KB said it. Sorry, this is a song, King Jesus, plug in KB. Yes, he said, there's two versions of King Jesus. There's like the six minute and like a two minute. The six minute one, he goes, what are they going to do? Send us to heaven? It's like, <laughs> is that a threat? You threaten me with death? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. that was kind of a side thing. Um, 
yeah, so, oh yeah, people want what you have. Uh, having the ability to say no stands out. Mm-hmm. When people, whatever it is, you want to go do this, you want to drink, you want to go to party, why don't you know, you talk to this girl, talk, you say, nah, man, I, I don't do that. They're like, what? And that question, that like that, what is the is the fact that they want love, right? And the only way they could seem to get it is from girls. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying no to that, yeah, they might make a joke or whatever, but it's like, how does he say no to that? That's where I get my love. Mm-hmm. Where is he getting it that I'm not? Because mm-hmm. I have to get it here. There's, there's, no, there's nowhere else for me to, to get this thing. So that's why I run to this thing. But he's not doing that. What is he doing? Yeah. And I'm telling you in that moment, say Jesus. Say that you're running to Jesus because that's, uh, again, whether they think it or not, whether they think it's working or not, because everyone kind of has that season. You kind of see people where it's like, yeah, it's nice. You know, it feels good. It's, mm-hmm. it's pleasing at first, but it runs out. And it will, it will always run out no matter who you are, no matter how good it's making you feel. It will die out. So... Let me encourage you to just stay walking with God and stay, stay being whatever. If you're a loner, be a loner. Fine. People want what you have. That's going to stand out to people. You're going to have opportunities to give people Jesus. But if you went to the party with them, trust me, they wouldn't listen to a word you will say. Mm-hmm. If you were drinking with them, they won't listen to your Jesus because that's not Jesus. Do you get what I'm saying? That if you're not showing them Jesus, when you talk about him, there's not going to be any authority or power in it because it's like, mm-hmm. well, you, why are you doing this with me then? Exactly. Then why are you here getting drunk getting wasted why are you here why are you talking to all these girls if if jesus is good enough for you Mm -hmm. those actions say otherwise Mm -hmm. so when we're living uh, as we say above reproach if we're when we're living in a life that's that's holy that's what people start to wonder like what is this kid getting that i'm not exactly what does he have that i'm lacking right now why is he satisfied in this life and i'm not and i'm telling you stick with jesus because he will he's going to put you on uh, in a certain light that people just aren't. When you're a Christian, you are in the light. You're walking mm-hmm. in the light. <laughs> That's part yes. of what that means. There's another scripture. I don't know where it is, but it says all of your deeds will be seen in the light. And it says all of your deeds. It's not just the good things. Just the, It's everything that you do because you're walking with light. Mm-hmm. You're going to be seen. It will be exposed. It's, yeah, you will be exposed. You, you're walking with Jesus. It's kind of hard to miss that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's walking with Jesus. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be evident in what they're doing and what's going on in their lives. Yeah. When there's a light literally in you shining, like it's it's not a physical thing that we see, yeah, but it's it's a spiritual thing that's really Definitely. happening. You're combating darkness always. Wherever you go, you're bringing light. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, people cannot ignore, they can't ignore that. They cannot ignore that there really is something, that there really is Jesus in you. A city on a hill cannot be exactly. hidden. Exactly. See, yes, yes. These it things. can't be hidden. It will shine and people yes. will see it. And I, that makes me really want to shift into talking about what you have in him. What you have as somebody in the spirit. And honestly, just what that even pretty much means to have, to be walking in the spirit and to be spirit filled. Um, because uh, let's go to, John 1. Okay. I know that we've both read parts of this um, recently. John 1 is something that's, it, it, it will always keep you in check. Mm-hmm. It should always keep you in check. Um, I'm just going to read some of this. This is like, this is probably the most scripture heavy episode, which is great. I love that. Cool. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start at verse 5. Okay. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you God is light then there is no darkness in him at all. So we're lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, 
then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Christ Jesus, his son, cleanses, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we're calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. And really, I just want to focus on this first section, this first paragraph that I read mm -hmm. of there is no you living in darkness while you have fellowship with God. Yeah. If you are a child of God, you are a child of God. Mm -hmm. And you can identify a, tr a tree by its fruits. Mm -hmm. If somebody's bearing bad fruit, they will, what do you think? You're a bad tree, you know? Mm -hmm. So like Jesus put it very plain and simple. Um, there is this walk that you can label as being a Christian that has nothing to do with being filled with the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. I really feel like I've seen that contrast recently of, wow, this person is really led by God. They mm -hmm. actually, and I think, I honestly think what it is, is, is focusing on his love and, and walking in that. But what you have in that, in Jesus and in, in walking in his spirit and in denying yourself is peace, joy, patience, kindness, and, and love. Uh, you know, that's, I think, probably the most important one mm -hmm. is love to give others. You know, you yeah, for sure. will, like, you can tell. And I'm just going to say, like, you can tell when somebody is spirit-filled yeah. just by interacting with them and having a conversation. I genuinely believe that. Mm -hmm. I genuinely believe that you can you can see God's joy radiate or his peace or his love radiate from somebody who has fellowship with God. Mm. Um, I I just I I strongly believe that from the people that I know who who do have fellowship with God and how they live their lives. Yeah. You can see that there's something different about them. God says that we're set apart, meaning different. You know, mm. you are not like the people of this world. There's there has to be something different. If you have God's Spirit in you, you would yeah like. That would definitely change the kind of person you are. That would definitely yeah. change how you conduct yourself. Recently, I just had been seeking that peace and, and joy mainly. But for a while, I just felt like, man, I'm, I'm seeking him so much. I'm spending time with him. I'm in the word. Like, what's going on? Why mm -hmm. am I not, like, experiencing that fully right now? Yeah. And kind of like we were saying, you might not experience the reward or the result or the fruit of your sacrifice or, or your efforts in the moment. Um, but he promises that he will give it. He, yes, exactly. Because, well, that leads to something else I wanted to read. Romans 5, starting at verse 3. It said, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Glory in tribulations, something that we talk about a lot. Glory in tribulations. Um, knowing that the tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Um, so like you were saying, we glory in tribulations because tribulations produces perseverance. Why are you persevering? Well, because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be alone. It doesn't feel, whatever it is, 
whatever doesn't feel good doesn't feel good. And mm-hmm. We know what that feeling is, but we're doing it for the sake of what he was saying later, the knowledge of Christ. I want that, so I have to persevere through the loss of whatever it is that I'm losing or whatever it is that I'm putting down because I want God. And in that perseverance produces character. This is a promise. This is in the word of mm-hmm. God. This is what will happen when you do persevere. Your character will be, be, will be built. Mm-hmm. And when your character is being built, what does that produce? Hope. And why does that produce hope? Because now you see God is doing something. Now you're getting what you actually wanted. You wanted to get closer to God. You wanted to become the man. And you're putting that thing down for him and you're persevering for him. And now he's saying, okay, now through my spirit, you, I will be building something in you. I'll, I'll be making that character in you. And character hope. And hope will not disappoint because the love of God isn't in that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And that will change. And that, yes, it's, yes. it's, uh, and that's infectious, the, I guess. Yeah. That's the process that we're, we're pretty much going to be going through the, the rest of our lives. I mean, mm-hmm. look at Paul's life and the amount of things that he went through. And he came out of that saying this, mm-hmm. and he came out of that saying that I'm going to rejoice in my tribulation because God is doing something greater than I could even think of or imagine. And that's why he's okay with the suffering. That's why he can write Philippians three, um, saying that everything is rubbish, everything is lost to me. And he even said, I like how it says in verse 10, said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. It's the fellowship of his sufferings. That's, that's how mm-hmm. we get to know Jesus. Jesus, what, son of suffering. Yeah. That's where we, we truly begin to see what it's like to, to be like him. Well, honestly, I'm go just going to say something. Yeah, go. Um, this this walk, I think it's it's just really important to like fully call it what it is. This walk is a, a race to the bottom. Um, it's a race to be the least of these, and mm. I mean, it, it it manifests itself perfectly in the gospel that God is sitting on a throne in heaven and being worshipped and praised and, and all of this kind of stuff in, in, in this environment that I can't even conceive. Like, literally, it's never entered the heart of man, the things that are in heaven. Like, mm-hmm. And you've seen all the CGI nowadays. Like, there's some crazy <laughs> things. Like, it's not even, a, like, in all the crazy worlds that people have created in their minds and, and, and brought into, like, movies or whatever, like, the place where God is is infinitely better than that. So he was there. He was at a place that we can't even dream of being. And he came to our world to suffer physical pain that we can't even like imagine. Most people will never have to go through in their entire lives. He it's a race to the bottom. It's a race to mm-hmm. wash the feet. You know, God God went from being praised to washing the feet of his mm-hmm. his disciples. Um and serving them in that way and and humbling and it's just humbling. Like that is, if yeah. we are to take him as exactly. the perfect role model, which I would highly encourage, and it's something that I've been very reassured of recently, of of just how applicable his lifestyle is, mm. and how it is the answer. I've 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 been looking like, man, what is the attitude to have in this in this situation? What is the the mindset that I'm supposed to have? How do I even handle this? Like, what mm-hmm. what's the right thing to do? look to Jesus because you will find the answer I have. And and I'm just speaking from personal experience. Like his heart is what we need to be emulating Mm -hmm. with our lives and, and, and saying, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And 
know and and resting in I know my father and my father knows me. It doesn't matter what you think mm-hmm. of me. Like he says that all the time. Like if you knew God, then you would know who I am. And 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 just things like that. He rested in his relationship with his father, not in what people and in, in, in the lies that people were saying about him. Um, he is the answer. His his teachings are the answer. And and what he he taught us like that is how you're supposed to live that will guide you to living a fulfilled life so honestly like that is that is what it will look like in your life but if you have tasted the goodness of god which is only something that he can show you even if it was just for a moment of of knowing that in your heart and experiencing that communion with god and experiencing that you know, being in fellowship with God, like if you've ever tasted that, mm-hmm. especially if it's like recently, I, I mean, I, I could say it makes making that sacrifice easier, but it, it just so shows it. Yeah. It's, it shows you like, no, this is worth it. Mm-hmm. I know this is what I yeah. want. This is, this is what I'm getting. And that's worth it to me. Like, I, I don't care. Like, this is, this is what I want. Jesus mm-hmm. is the reward. Yes. And, and to, you know, I I was going to go into that analogy of marriage. Um, recently at, at a small group I was at, we were talking about heaven um, and kind of just that desire for heaven. And I was like, look, when you're about to get married, the last thing you're saying is, man, I can't wait to get married so I can go live in that house. Mm. No, you're if that's the main mm. thing that you're looking yeah, yeah. forward to in marriage is to be at that house with your uh-huh. spouse, like that something's not right. Something's definitely yeah. up. You're what you should be looking forward to in marriage is like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to be with the person. I love the person mm-hmm. that I love so much. Yeah. And that should be the same exact thing with our relationship with God. And, yeah. and especially heaven is like, I don't really care, you know, where it's at. I just know I'll get to be with mm-hmm. the, the most in, important relationship the person who matters most to me in this life the person who's been with me through everything Mm -hmm. and gotten me through everything and the person that has loved me more than anybody else has the more the person who has poured out more of himself than anyone else has the person who has always reached out when nobody else has and Mm -hmm. and that that it's just you have to come to terms with it in your own heart of i would much rather that Mm -hmm. than anything else and yeah. nobody's perfect. I'm not saying that I'm 100% there. It's only some. It's only a work of God that can even bring you there. But if you pray for it and if you invest into it, it will happen. It yeah. will come. And definitely another thing with just this whole process and something that was like God wants to be with you so badly. Yes, please say it. Yes. And, yes. And God loves you so much. That's so big for us to understand as his children that he loves to, I mean, it's weird to say, to be in our presence in a way. He loves to sit with Daniel. He loves to sit with Jared. That's that's amazing. Yeah, ask him to to bring that joy to you where it's just mm-hmm. like, man, he really does just want to sit with me. He really does just want to heal me. He really does want to give me the good things that I'm promised. All things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose, right? Yeah. All things work together. Like, he, he wants nothing but good for us. And when we believe that and we act on that, we'll, we'll start to see that really happen in our lives more and more. We need to make him all that we have. Like, 
ultimately, I think before we can um, not only just depend, but even even if it's in a non-dependent way, even before we can go to the love of a person, if we don't go to God's love first, then you're not ready for that. Um, oh, yeah, that relationship. And let me, um, go ahead. Sorry. It, yeah, just one more thing. Like, if we count him as the only thing that we truly ever have, mm-hmm. I think you will, I think that'll help your life a lot. If he is all we count as what we truly have, it'll be really hard to, to be let down. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, exactly. That's because then we don't, we don't hold on to things uh, too tightly. We don't hold on to things and like, we don't idolize things mm-hmm. that way. If we keep God, God, if we keep God number one, then we'll know that everything that everything else that comes in our life is just, we know that it's from him yeah. and we know that he can give and then he can take away. And that when he does give something and when he does take it away, you're saying, thank you, Jesus in both <laughs> at both times. Yes. Cause you're thanking him that he gave it to you to begin with. Like when, you know, walking away from that relationship, whatever, and finding healing, God, thank you. You gave it to me and you took it away, but you grew me in a way that I can't even imagine. So thank you, God. It was it was worth it. Um, yeah, it's it's such a beautiful thing to walk with God. It's it's you don't want to miss that because it's funny because the same people that might be making fun of you, like let's say you listen to whatever I I could think of a few people <laughs> off the top of my head who have made fun of me for following God or whatever, and it's like let's say that person gets saved and now all of a sudden they're all about it. But you slowed yourself down because they were making fun of you, but now it's cool to them. And now you, like, hindered your walk with God for the sake of somebody that is now doing it. You know, yeah. it's like now you just wasted, like, you wasted that time just because of what somebody said. First John chapter 2, I just want to read some of this. Yeah. And we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. That's key. Yeah. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we can know that we are living in him. And then jumping down to verse nine, if anyone claims I'm living in the light, but hates a fellow believer, that person is living in darkness. Mm -hmm. And then verse 11 says, but if anyone who hates a fellow believer is still walking in darkness, such person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by the darkness. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just want to put mm-hmm. emphasis on just how how centered around love all of this is, motivated by the fact God loves me. Mm-hmm. How is that even possible? Yeah. The, and the amount of love he has for you and just the ability to rest in that. But if you are truly resting in that, you have you have it to give to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, true. And, and it's and, forgiveness, the experience that you've yeah. experienced, you have it for other people. The love that he's given to you, you have not not exact I'm not meaning that you have his level of perfect like mm-hmm. ability to love somebody or perfect ability to but forgive you, somebody. I mean, but you have his love, so in a way you do. Yeah, it's like it's like when you when you're loving with his love, it is a perfect love. Mm-hmm. It's the thing the the whole thing is the fact that we can't give that perfect love without his spirit. Mm-hmm. But when you do bring forth that whatever it is and whatever it could be in a, in a small act and just when, when you hug somebody and they feel something, that's God. 
and it's like that is a perfect love, and it's not to see we'll be completed in the day of Christ, like when we when we see Him, and that's when yeah. all of those things will begin to see to its full extent. But right now we can't, but to the little degree in which we have it, which is it's, I mean I can't say it's not its fullness, but I guess because we have our flesh, there's there's that there's always going to be that battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know that a big thing. Uh, like in chapter one, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Cause, um, he's the only thing that gives righteousness. Obviously he's the only thing that is completely righteous. And I, I just wanted to say like, wherever you are and, you know, cause a lot of times we hear all these things and especially at Liberty for me, like last year, there's just so many, <laughs> we can go on and on about principles, things that we should yeah. be doing places. I don't know, we should be going and whatever. It's like, man. And then I just remember God always just like sitting me down. He's like, I'm going to take you where I'm going to take you. And right now I just want to say that if you're feeling far from God, just know this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. That's amazing how he uses the word just. Like he said, just to forgive. It's just to forgive you. It's like, even though you put him on the cross, he's like, just like exactly what he said on the cross, forgive him for they know not what they, what they do. It's like in that moment, he's saying, it's just that I forgive you. That's how deep he loves you. And that's where, um, he wants to take you. So no matter where you are, no matter, please, whatever you've done, oh my goodness, it doesn't matter. He loves Mm -hmm. you. He wants to forgive you Mm -hmm. and he wants to be with you. That's why he died for you. Don't miss that. That is the biggest, that not, I mean, I can't say the biggest, but it's a huge part of the cross is that he wants to be in relationship with you. I mean, that is the the point. I mean, I can't, (laughs) can't get around that. So look at all the things that he's already brought you through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that too. Like, look at what he did to, to have you even that should be, that's a huge display yeah. of his love. That's it's a testimony like, in itself. Wow. Yeah. You you are where you are right now. And I don't know where that is, but like, I, I feel like whether that's a good place or a bad place, the fact that you are still standing mm-hmm. is like grace. Yeah. That's such grace. Yeah. And can I, can I say yes, go. Yeah. You know, I just, again, I about the word just, I just wanted to say again, <laughs> it's like he's saying it's fair. Mm-hmm. It it's worth it. It yeah, is. Yeah. You are one hundred percent all the way worth it. That whatever it takes, that it's just to forgive you. Mm-hmm. That's how much he wants to be reconciled with you. That's how mm-hmm. much he wants that relationship yeah. with you. Like yeah. no matter what you've done, that he's willing to put that aside. And and going back to that marriage analogy, like the way we treat him is so bad. The things that we do to God would be so hurtful. And it would be obviously hurtful in any other relationship kind of context. If you are, you know, walking in the presence of God or you're trying to, but the whole day you're thinking about some other, you know, something of this world, that's basically like cheating on God. It's like you're you're trying to be in yeah. his presence. Like what if you were with your wife or your girlfriend the whole time just thinking about another girl? The whole time just thinking about somebody else, like yeah. That's not being loyal to that person in your heart at all. And I think it's the same thing goes with God. Like yeah. he wants our heart. He mm-hmm. wants your full heart. He wants yeah. your dedication. And if we are giving that mm-hmm. to somebody else, it hurts. Yeah. No, he wants exactly. you. He just wants you. Yeah. He's he a wants jealous. you to, to yeah. as he's a jealous God. He wants you to be his child and to honestly experience that so you can be a more fulfilled person Mm -hmm. just 
like man if i was if this if i was treating my spouse this way yeah how hurt would they be like yeah, think about that with god if i spent so this much time with them how hurt would they be if i if i wasn't talking to them about what was going on in my life how hurt would they be yeah and that that's exactly right that is that's great that you said that just the the fact again the example of marriage and that relationship that we have with them like if we knew that's how god saw us if we knew that that's how we felt with us, it would break us to do the things that we do. Yes. Like to treat somebody who who loves you as much as he does, to treat them like that, it, it's like, it's a travesty. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it should break our hearts how we, how we treat him in spite of how he, how he loves how, us. Yeah. So I, I think this walk to kind of like, um, break down everything we just said, it, it, is centered around love. It's centered around his love for us. I don't think you can take step one if you don't have that as your main thing. Like you can't take step one in in walking with God if it's not centered completely around the love that he has for you. And something I was doing at first, my step one was I want to be led by him, which is great. Like don't undermine that at all. It's you need to be led by him and obey him and, and listen to him and hear him. But I wasn't even thinking about his love for me and that's why it was failing. And yeah, so yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm even talking about just in, in a month, like it was, it was that. And then it was a conversation where it was like, Oh my gosh, do you, you know, the guy, he was mm. just like, do you know how much he loves you? Do yeah. you know, like, do you know his love? Do you know him? And I, and I was just like struck like, wow, I didn't even, I haven't even thought about his love for me. I've been trying to be yeah. led by him, not even thinking about his love. Yeah, I've been trying to, you know, be this better person and just walk with him more without even having it based in in his love. And 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 then that was making it about me and how much I could succeed with mm-hmm. my relationship with God. And you know, it's performance based. Like how like yeah. God will love me or I'll experience His love if I'm walking in this way. Yeah. It should be the complete reverse of God loves me in this way, so I will yeah. walk in this way. God loves me in this way, so I'll walk in this way. Um that is exactly and then once I, you know, started to to focus on that, things really started to actually happen internally. Yeah. And it was like, wow, I I'm experiencing this peace. I I feel like I can actually be led by the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, and I would. That was good. Like, like, no, that whole thing. Like, that was that was good. And I remember when you told me that, where it was like you were missing his love, like that that huge factor. I was thinking the same thing. I forgot when. I think that's what kind of started this, I guess, journey of growing deeper in that. Um, I was like, God. I use the example. I was again talking to my dad, <laughs> and I was I worked at a summer camp. I think I told you about this. Yes, yes, yes. And. I'd, like the kids that I was working with, they were eight and nine, third graders. Oh, man, they were great. And that was the thing. I was like, I love them so much. But just this, like, I've, I want to take care of you. I want to give you good things. I want you guys to have fun. All of these things that I wanted to do for them. And I was like, God, they weren't even my kids. Like, these are just, they're campers. Like, it was my job to take care of them. But I, I love them so much with, like, with that kind of love of, like, I'm going to take care of you. And I said, you must love me so much more than that, but I don't feel like it. Like how? Like how come I feel like I love these kids more than you love me, but you died for me? 
And sometimes we kind of lose um, or just forget that joy of how much he really does love us. Yeah. And we miss that. And, and if you have, no matter which side of, I guess, the spectrum you're on or, or, or what place you're at where you, no matter what it is, the point is if you're not feeling like a son of God, he, he wants to make you feel like one. He wants to make sure that you know that you are loved and he pray for that, ask for that. And he will yeah. give that to you and he will show you, um, he will show you the things that, that you want. He will. Um, and I really want to say this, like, yeah. this is so important. He will take care of you. He will look out for you. His hand is on your life. You're, if he's, a, he's a good father. He, his hand is on your life if you're walking with him, if you're in that fellowship with him, if you're walking in the light, if you're walking in his love. That means his hand is on you. He will take good care of you. Whatever happens, it's because it needed to. Um, it's it's because that's that's what's best for you to go through, and he looks out for you, in everything, in everything. He blesses his kids, he blesses his kids, he prunes them. It's because he he's looking out for his son, his daughter. Everything is a process. Yes, and I, it's well worth it. I encourage you, if you are walking with him, if you're not, if you're not come to him he's waiting for you he's waiting for you to come back he's running to you he's chasing after you because he loves you and if you are i just want to encourage you to keep going uh keep growing your relationship with him and just keep coming to him with a pure genuine heart lay it out for him just tell him what you're feeling tell him what you're going through he wants to listen it's such a beautiful thing that we have a god that actually does listen to us and he hears our heart and ask him to search your heart. Again, just, just being genuine with God. There's no point of putting up a front. He knows anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to, whatever it is, he, he knows what's really in your heart. But the reason why he wants us to say it, because that shows the relationship that we're in. It, it, it wouldn't, if you went up to talk to somebody and they just kept saying, I know, I know, I know. Then it's like, you know, that's not a conversation. That's yeah. not loving. But when we go up to God and he's weeping with you, yeah. Or if he's laughing with you, and then that, then it hits you in a, in a different way because it's like, wow, there's a God who cares about me in this way where he would sit yeah. with me, where he would listen to me. And that that is something that, again, there's everything else is lost compared to that. Everything else in this world, no matter what people are chasing, you chase God, and um, <laughs> that's that's the greatest thing in this world. Mm-hmm. Everything else is nothing compared to that. Yeah. No matter what stage of life you're in, you can lead other people to you. Keep chasing after God. That is. That is the last thing I have to say. Okay, I want to say one more thing. Yeah. I remember when I kind of got to this point of, where do I go from here? Um, I want to. I want God, like basically, and. When I was at that point, went to Jared, and you went to Jared. I went to Jared, I, and uh, obviously that was something I had to learn was going to God with things first. But obviously, you know, that's that's definitely that doesn't mean that you only go to God. Yes, like no, absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely take no, advantage of your, that your is community. The, no, well, that's the thing. Though. You got me saying more things. Oh, <laughs> that is that is exactly the thing. Is that when you go to God and you say He'll He'll provide for you. 
yeah. the means in which you're like he'll, he'll water like he'll he'll grow you and he'll bring the right people around you that are going to help you grow and he'll he'll lead you to things like i know people like i had my dad that was the thing that helped me grow i know people who don't have that there's plenty of people who don't have that but you hear their story and they talk about how they wanted god and then they had a mentor mm-hmm. and then this person came into their life and then that and then they heard this message on the phone and then god can use he's in control of everything so it doesn't matter if you have somebody it doesn't matter don't don't think don't limit god don't say, oh, I don't have a mentor. Oh, I don't have this. I, he'll provide exactly what you need. All you have to do is tell him that you want it. And I'm telling you, he has everything else lined up for you already. Yeah. He's just waiting for you to say that you want it. He's waiting for you to, to choose to walk in it. And he will give you, when you'd made that decision, and then we started talking, that's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And then he provided you somebody just the same way he provided me with my father. He'll provide you with whatever it is that you need. And and obviously you have more than I know. There's plenty of people, and you're at liberty. So there's definitely professors and other great things that God has used to just pour into your life. But don't think that it comes when you go to liberty, or don't think that no. you need to be in a certain place for God to give it. I'm telling you, He's spoken to people in in uh, dreams, man. In dreams, he's however, spoke, um, I'm trying to think of Chief Renard, his story. He was in a reservoir. He spoke to somebody through one page of the Bible. I'm telling you, he. He'll provide exactly what you need. Do not yeah. worry about that. That's on him. And put I'm I'm telling I'm challenging you to put it on him. I'm betting on God for you in your life. You know, mm-hmm. I'm betting that he'll give you the thing. Go ahead, go tell God this is what you want. And I there's no doubt in my mind that he will get you to where you need to be. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. Just give him the green light. Talk to <laughs> him like a real person. Do it. Yeah. Talk to him like a real person. It's not let me go do my quiet time. Like do a quiet time like <laughs> is that how you say time with your girlfriend? Like, let me go do my time with my girlfriend. You know, it's like, that's a task. It's, it's talk, talk to him like a real person. Your nickel. Hey, hang out with nickel. him. It's been real time with God talking with him. Like you would a real person. And so, yeah, like when me and Jared talked, you know, at this point in my life, I was just like, he, the thing he couldn't stop saying was God will show you. And yeah. I was like, bro, just tell me right now. Like, I was, I was like, just tell me, bro. Yeah, if we um, want the relationship, then there's things that are obviously gonna have to come from him, and it's it's gonna come in a way where you know it's him. Yes, where like you can't deny, like God showed me that. So like, so when you look back at your life, you don't say, oh, it's because this person came. Oh, it's because no, it's because God brought that person. Yes, it's because God spoke to me in that way, and God spoke to me in this way, and and whatever other way, you will always look back at your life and say, thank God, and not anything else, because. I mean, that's the relationship we want uh-huh. is that I want God to show me these things. And he wants, and trust me, he wants to probably more than you do right now yeah, yeah, to, he, to give you those great things that he has planned. And I'm telling you, your life will just be, you will constantly have that testimony of God showed up. God did this. God did that. Mm-hmm. And you will never, you will never even think to look at yourself because God knows that we, it wasn't we, you in yeah, the first place. It wasn't. I'm telling you, it's all about him and he will get his glory. He will get his glory in your life. Yeah. And so like, I was like, bro, like, what do you, what do you mean? God will show you. And I can say <laughs> how he did show me. God yes, did show me yes. like throughout time. I'm glad you, you know, whatever you felt led to say in the moment, you didn't say more than you felt led to say, because what I needed to learn came in time. And, um, it's just like a process. You don't, I wanted to arrive at this point at a certain amount of time. Like I wanted to be there. Then I wanted to, arrive basically you never really fully arrive but like i wanted to be there then but 
God needed time to to allow me to experience this much and to handle this level of thing. And of course, to walk with you and be there with you through the thing and to carry carrying your burden and carrying that and pulling that exact same weight that you are. So it's not like I was in it by myself by any means. Um, but it's just like I need to walk through some things with God first to get mm-hmm. to the next level. And then, okay, now you're ready there. And then handle the next level of things that you can handle with him. Boom. Now you're ready to learn this next thing. It's like yeah. you can't just snap, exactly. be there in an instant. It will take time. And that is 100% okay. And so don't feel like you just need to be like this person who's super mature in their faith instantly because mm-hmm. you you won't. And and that's not the expectation at all. And so don't mm-hmm. put that expectation on yourself because, you know, a flower doesn't or a seed doesn't turn into a tree overnight. Um, and so if you're looking at the tree like, yo, let me be that right now. Hmm. It's, you know, yeah. just give it yeah, time. Exactly. It, it takes time. It, ta- it takes a lot of experience. It takes walking with God through a lot of things. Yeah. And that's the encouragement that, that Paul gives again, Philippians three, he says, um, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead, he said, not that I have already attained or, or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of what the, of that for which Christ Jesus has already laid hold of me. It's that journey. It's exactly what you're saying. It's I press on. Mm-hmm. And then he continues to say, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's that's what we're after. And that is mm-hmm. a journey that we will be uh, going on for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. It's not something that, again, Paul never attained it. Moses never attained it. All these, nobody... Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's that's what we're after. And yeah, of course, we'll never be Jesus, but that's the point. We're striving to be. Yeah. That's what that's that's this walk. That is this walk. We're striving to be something that we can't be, but we're growing in the process. We're loving people in the process, and above all things, we're loving God and glorifying God in that process. And the more and more that you do become like him, the more and more fulfilling your life will be, the better you'll handle situations the better your heart and attitude will be about things you that your whole outlook will change yes and so yeah it's that's how this life is supposed to be that is how you were meant to live your life he came to give you life and and life more abundantly to the fullest you know yes. that is what this is all about that's the motive you know for you to walk in love mm-hmm. walk in love yeah so um honestly i think that's pretty good for this episode our I would say I would probably sh- I would love to do another one with you in the future. Yeah, me too. Okay, man. good. <laughs> I really good. All right. really love this. So we'll have Jared back on this podcast another time um, because there's so much to be said. But uh, I feel like we're at you know over an hour. This is this let kind of in a similar way of like um, God will just let you handle that level of things <laughs> and then he'll pr- yeah. progress you to the next thing. I feel like this is good for now. This mm-hmm. is this is this level of things. Yeah. And I hope that whoever's listening there's a can... Lot. There's, there's a lot. lot. There's a lot even in this. I, take your time listening. <laughs> take your time listening. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I've listened to so many messages, like, way more than once. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's just me, like, too. me too. Yeah, because, I mean, just like when you read something, you, you know, you read it more than once, you'll definitely get something else. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, this is this is great. And this was, 
everything kind of that I wanted it to be. Good. Well, I'm um, me too. I feel there's all there's there's just something I don't know how to communicate. What's up? I, I I just don't know how to express like just this sense of spirit ledness and, yeah. and just spirit filled that unity. Like, I don't know how to talk about that, bro. Yeah. And I, I just want to, but I think maybe I'm supposed to save that for the next mm. time. And I what it's it. really like to to walk in that. I think this is more so about getting on track and the first steps and focusing yeah. on his love and yeah. what this is all about kind of just yeah exactly but then this walk man after that once you are on the walk it's like you can start to think about things like responsibilities and mm-hmm. obedience more um so yeah. yeah god god takes care of all that he'll take you there he'll take you there exactly and he will take you there yeah. and and so yeah Obviously, that'll happen in everybody's own personal life, but I think for the next episode, that's where it should focus. Yeah, man, whatever. All whatever right. you feel. Great. Whatever God's telling you. Great. So, that's going to be all for today, guys. Uh, I really, I really, I hope that you guys had a, a good time listening and, and learned a lot and, and that this was fulfilling and, and, and just spirit food, I guess. <laughs> um, food. Amen. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. So, what that's going to be all for today. Yes. Uh, this is the Certain Destiny podcast. <laughs> God loves you. God absolutely loves you. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Jared Fernandez. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for for coming on to here, bro. Yeah, like, no, seriously. I'm so glad people got here. to hear what you have to say. Bro, thank you. I'm so honored, humbled to be here. <laughs> grateful. Like, I'm so grateful. It's so cool. I'm so, yeah, this, this is this very is cool. Sick. This is very cool. This is God. Um, of course. All right. Well, stay tuned for the next episode. God's going to do big things with this. He already is, and, and it's going to get mm-hmm. it's gonna get used even more. So that's all for this episode of the Certain Destiny, Destiny. Podcast. Yes, sir. Let's go. All right. God bless you. Peace.